0: Welcome to The Dr. Deon Show, where real conversations about diversity matter. I'm an educator and consultant specializing in diversity and inclusion. In this show, I interview top experts and people like you and me, highlighting issues like race, gender, and disability. I'm here to create change, expand your understanding of what diversity means, and to continue the mission toward equality so that everyone has a fair shake. This show is not for the faint of heart, so put on your big girl and big boy pants and ride along. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Dion Show. I am so especially excited today. I'm joined by Dr. Gloria Mayfield-Banks, who is who probably needs no introduction, but I'll still introduce her. <laughs> she is an elite national sales director for Mary Kay Cosmetics. Uh, She's internationally renowned motivational success strategist and sales trainer, Harvard educated, mom, entrepreneur, amazing, great energy. Welcome, Gloria. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be with you and your friends. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate you sharing your time with us.
1: I'm looking forward to it because I love what you're standing for and I love what this podcast is all about. So I'm very interested in what you pull out of me when it comes to diversity and inclusion. That's exciting.
0: Oh, I, that's, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. So let's, let's get started.
1: Actually, I gave you a little introduction. Can you share a little more about yourself to, to, to the listeners who don't know who Absolutely. you are? Absolutely. Let me give you a quick rundown because I always love talking to people when I know a little bit about their background. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, originally born and raised, and wow. I'm the third of four girls. So no boys. Anywhere. in fact, my son was the first boy born 52 years in my family. Like, wow, wow. Crazy, crazy. Um, all of us are entrepreneurs, which is very interesting because neither one of my parents or anyone in our background were entrepreneurs. And so all four of us actually have become very successful entrepreneurs. We live in, in uh, one lives in New York, one lives in Chicago, one lives in Detroit, stay in Detroit, and I'm here in Baltimore. And when I was in the seventh grade, they found out I was dyslexic. Hmm. So I speak a lot to people who either struggle with dyslexia or struggle with the transparency of something that holds them back. <clears throat> but I excelled anyway. You know, they always say when you lose one thing, you add something else. So I added personality And <laughs> I was a cheerleader, when I was in high school. And, you know, I was the captain. And, you know, we went to state champs. And, you know, we won. So <laughs> that's what we do. So but you're selling, right? <laughs> huh? You who's telling? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Congratulations. Exactly. Thank you. Pushed really hard. School was always hard for me. Reading was always hard for me. But I pushed, went to Howard University in Washington, D.C., studied business. Left from there. Um, you know, I tell a story about how I worked part-time when I was in school. And people say, well, Gloria, were you in a fraternity or, a soror- you know, in a sorority? And I was like, no. I was me find me <clears throat> all the time. Mm-hmm. That's really love the possibility, but I love to work. I'm one of those people that loves to work. So I left Howard and moved to Boston and worked for Polaroid Corporation for huh. two years until I decided to go back to get my MBA, and I went to Harvard University. And I remember getting that letter saying that I was accepted to Harvard. And I remember calling my mom, who was an educator and stayed up nights because they did not know I had dyslexia early on. Mm -hmm. And my other sisters are just phenomenal readers. So she used to stay up with me night after night after night. And so when I called her and told her I got that acceptance letter, she was like, what, you did? (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, she's a shock. So I worked very hard, pushed again. Really, I believe that a lot of my leadership skills didn't happen in the classroom. It happened outside of the classroom in terms of what I needed to do to garnish people on my support system to help me get through. Hmm. So So it's almost like like a self-advocacy? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because when I applied, I did not tell them that I had a reading disorder. Because in my mind, I knew that I was not going to be accepted mm-hmm. if I did that. I went on and went to work for IBM after Harvard. Sold computers, became number one in sales there. Awesome. fell in love with sales. Even before I went to, actually to tell you the truth, I fell in love with sales when I sold pizzas in high school. Oh, wow. I oh, don't wow. <laughs> often tell everybody that story. But that's <laughs> why I fell in love with it. So I really am one of those people who loves the craft of selling, because I love the fact that it has nothing to do with your personality like people think. I just love the fact that it's a learned skill that you can excel at. I love the race. I love the deadlines. I love the contest. I love the challenge. So I became number one there, and then I went on to be a marketing manager. Then I ended up back at Harvard Business School, funny enough, doing admissions. So I used to admit into the school yes and I read those applications like I like I knew people were reading mine you know very important mm-hmm. When you have a pile of them in your desk you forget that each one of these lives are, are very important so I used to do admissions work traveled all over the world doing admissions work for Harvard and then um, in between those two jobs I started I started doing Mary Kay because my girlfriend invited me to a Mary Kay skincare class mm-hmm. and when people ask me how I got to the number one position in Mary Kay. What made me start? It was very simple. I just went to a skincare class. I saw this woman sell $350 in two hours. And I said to my kids, we're gonna sell Mary Kay. <laughs> it wasn't any big deal. It wasn't any evaluation. It was, you know, come on. It was just- A quick decision. Yeah, a quick decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quick decision. Best decision, one of my, definitely the best professional decision I've ever made because I wasn't looking for entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I want you to know I was clearly headed to the C-suite. Awesome. My vision was to be on the cover of a magazine as a corporate executive. So when this came into my life, you need to know that it came into my life at a time when I knew I was going to go through a divorce. I had sustained 10 years of domestic violence. No one knew it. You would have never guessed it. Never would have guessed it. If you saw me, he went to Harvard Business School. I went to Harvard Business School. If you looked at us from the outside, beautiful home, little girl, little boy, you never would have guessed it. Mm -hmm. But what was going on inside that home Mm -hmm. home was horrible. So it was very tumultuous. And um, I wanted to make some extra money to support my choice. Mm -hmm. Because if you've ever known anyone who's been through a divorce situation most times their self-esteem their self-confidence and their financial situation is stripped from them of course and I didn't want that to be my legacy I wanted my children to have the same choices that they've always had so I went to work I got my hustle on that's what I tell people I decided to hustle and I'm just grateful that I love the hustle that I chose so
0: so, in terms of the domestic violence, because I, I I do know when, when you talk about um, self esteem and how that affects it, it, your the like the domestic violence cycle, which actually I, I taught when I when I taught high school. So, yeah. so it's 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 a it's a cycle um, that includes you know you, like the abuse happens and then there's the, there's the, the verbal deg- deg- degradation as well and then things are perfect and beautiful for a while they buy you flowers everything's great and then you think everything's going to be fine for a while and all of a sudden it happens again and then the cycle continues. So how right. did you find the courage? Like what, what made you, in addition to, 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 to the Mary Kay kind of coming on the scene, what was it that said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to break that cycle and how am I going to get out of that?
1: Well, that's an excellent question because that cycle you just repeated uh, that you just told was why I was there for 10 years. Yes. Number one, number two, I have a very optimistic attitude. So I always felt I could, fix this situation. Mm-hmm. three, I was from a very strong family. Divorce was not a part of our reality. Mm-hmm. My parents were married 62 years until my dad passed, and it just wasn't a part of the reality. You know, you see it a little bit more now than you did then. I just, it just wasn't the deal, so I didn't think that was a, that was a path for me. Uh-huh. However, there was this one day when I had a lot of applications from harvard on my table and i had a lot of newsletters that i needed to do for my team with in mary kay and um, my ex-husband was putting on some gym clothes to go work out and i had a one-year-old and a two-year-old and my life was just nuts mm-hmm. i'm gonna go work out and you know like it was nothing like I, no no regard for what i needed to do just i'm leaving and right after he left out the door my cousin called me and she said these words to me She said, I'm sick and tired of hearing about this. Do something, Gloria. Wow. Do something. Mm. Now, I tell people all the time um, about courage. I used to think for years that confidence was the number one piece we needed. Mm -hmm. But I really do believe that confidence is, nothing happens without confidence, but courage is what builds confidence. So for me, courage can come from a lot of different arenas, just like motivation can come from a lot of different arenas. And I always tell people, stop trying to judge how good or bad or whether it's right or wrong, where the courage came from. Just be glad it arrived. Absolutely. So she pushed that button at that time, in that moment. And everything changed from that moment I broke a record from the company. My income took a quantum leap. I took the money I needed to find a lawyer. Here's another thing I want to tell you. I found a lawyer who could speak for me. Now, I always teach people all the time. You know, I have a podcast called Women Do It Better. Women do it better, and it's all about knowing, really engaging with where you're good and being okay with not, with where you're not so strong because focus where you're good, mm-hmm. where you're not so great will dissipate in terms of importance. Yes. I was good at making money. Mm-hmm. I was good at selling. I was <laughs> horrible at talking to my ex-husband. So I found a lawyer who could have the conversation where I walked into his office. I said, The number one thing I need you to do is get me out of the conversation. Because when I'm in the conversation, I'm weak. Mm. the talking. He was like No problem, baby. (laughs) You talk in, you get me free. You get me free. And I I mean, I can't even tell people how powerful courage can be. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we need it on a daily basis. Sometimes it's hour by hour. We have to call upon it all the time. You have to what? Sorry. We have to call upon the courage all the time. Absolutely. When you call upon the courage it will breed the confidence you asked me about you know how you take that journey um from one place to another i woke up about two years ago Mm -hmm. and god gave me a very clear statement of my purpose which is to take people from ordinary to extraordinary Mm -hmm. It wasn't my job just to take myself from the entry level to the top, but to be very on purpose with taking other people there as well. So in that format, what I mentor women on probably more than anything else is their ability to garnish the courage, and courage is required to have emotional management.
0: Love that. Love that. And I love the fact that Tom, you know, it's it's interesting that people don't realize that once you start utilizing your courage in one area it just transcends into all the other areas so it's not by chance that you 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 found the courage to leave to leave your marriage and all of a sudden everything else explodes because that one decision that you made it just impacts your entire life and and i don't think people realize the magnitude of what a decision can do for your life
1: exactly and i also tell people because i love what you just said it passes over to other areas so whenever you feel a lack of courage Mm -hmm. all you need to do is remember a time when you had a lot of it absolutely lovely and when you remember a time when you had to use your courage and we've all no one becomes an adult Mm -hmm. no one becomes an adult number one escaping life's ups and downs it's called life that's right everybody has it and number two to navigate through those ups and downs it required courage sometimes you have enough of it sometimes you don't but on those times when you have enough of it if you go back and remember that time I tell people remember who you are Mm -hmm. Courage comes back faster
0: so let's let's take this courage to another step another direction in terms of addressing the haters
1: Mm. and
0: and people Mm. who people who because I've realized that weaker people don't appreciate stronger people right and weaker people when they see that you're strong, they do everything they can to, and sometimes it is malicious, sometimes it's just unconscious, and they just, they just, they just they're, they're do what they know. But right. some people, they don't appreciate the fact that, you know what, I'm, I'm trying to be on this path, and I'm, I'm trying to be positive, and right. you're coming to me with this negativity. Right. And it's finding the courage to say, you know what, I don't really want to hear that, can you please, you know, don't, 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 don't plant that negative seed in me. And sometimes you have to cut people off, which, which I've right. had to do during my journey.
1: So, so you want to talk about that a little bit? I would love to talk about that, love to talk about that. First I wanna say that when you are strong, when you are confident, and when you are clear, you make other people uncomfortable. That's right. And Mm -hmm. that's where you can see the people who are choosing not to be strong, that's where the haters come on. And I think that the majority of the time it is unconscious because it is their insecurities, it is their fear, and they don't know what to do with that energy. Yes have it. They don't know how to guide it. They don't know how to accept it. They don't know how to polish it off on you. They don't know how to encourage you from it. They are bare from it. They are empty so they don't know what to do. So a lot of people, a lot of strong people spend too much time trying to figure out why that other person is bringing them down and they're bringing themselves down by trying to figure out that other person absolutely that's the one thing I want to say the other thing I want to say is everyone needs to take on this word which is unapologetically Mm mm-hmm just be unapologetically fabulous Be unapologetically strong be unapologetically you know um, focus be just stop apologizing for your gifts because everybody has gifts and everybody lacks gifts that's right so I just tell people that haters are a part of reality they really are and they really and, are. and, and the,
0: the the further you go and the better you are the, the, the more opposition you get and the more, the more attention you get
1: from them so it's it's, right. it's part and parcel of the journey I, I see and you know the other thing is is that the higher you get, the more you get because of the higher influence you have that's right so when you're Influence becomes wider. Your net becomes wider. The people you touch become wider, and so therefore, the percentage of people that fall into those categories becomes wider. Just like your haters become more, but so do your encouragers. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Well, I, I love the fact that you, that you've talked about um, kind of playing to your strengths, uh, mm-hmm. because um, so oftentimes people just they I uh, think that kind of ties into the hate, the hater stuff is that people look at somebody else and they say oh, why is she getting that? Or why is he getting that? Right. Meanwhile, that person has, has found their stride, has found what, the, what, what their gift is, as you said, and that allows them to kind of excel and be who they are. Meanwhile, that person should be focusing on what their gift is because everybody right. does have one, as you said. Right. If you right. spend less time focusing on somebody else, then, 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 then you can obviously be better
1: right. in your own life, in your own right. And you know what? The, the best thing that you can do when you find yourself comparing yourself to a person is turn on the switch in your mind, which is the mental switch that says, I'm not to compare, I'm to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm not to compare, I'm to learn. What I see in that person, it, you know, it's, it's a very intentional consciousness to be aware of your thought and say, I'm comparing myself, which is gonna take me down, or I can learn, which is gonna take me up. They speak stronger, they walk with a better posture. They are confident in front of the group. I may not be that confident in front of that group, but I can learn from what they did that will make me better. Absolutely, and, and, and again, have the courage
0: because mm-hmm. I look at you and I think you're amazing, you're phenomenal, and I'm like, I wanna to talk to you a little more mm-hmm. after this. I wanna know, I wanna learn from you. I wanna know, okay, how do you make your decisions? I would love to, because to, to, I see your success and rather than hating on you, right, right.
1: <laughs> I would like to learn from you. Right, because you're a confident person. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you're a confident person. You know, um, my book called Quantum Leap, um, a publisher came to me and asked me to read to write a book. And I said no, he saw, he saw me speak and he said, you've got to write a book. And I said, no, I'm not writing a book. He said, no, you got to write a book. I said, no, <laughs> you don't understand. I'm dyslexic, I'm not writing a book. He said, no, I want you to write a book. For four years, he came after me, write a book, write a book. I'm like, no, I'm not writing a book. Trust me, I am not writing a book. <laughs> and then he came to me and he said, I want you to no, know I'm dyslexic. Wow. I was like, you own a book company and you're dyslexic? I was like, OK, I'll write a book. Yeah. So my assistant put me in a hotel room and she told me to write a book. Um, and it wasn't a book. He asked me to write a book about how I have broken so many records and how I've taught other people how to break records over and over again. So I wrote a book about how to have quantum leaps because moving slow is a very painful positioning. Like when you move slowly, uh-huh. you. You get caught up in so many details it's hard to be a decision maker and it's almost impossible to take a lot of people with you when you move at a very slow pace so when you make a quantum leap as all of us had like when you move from one city to another one day you just have to cut the cord and you have to go we've all made quantum leaps in our lives we just haven't learned the art of doing it over and over again so I put together a book that has 10 very specific skills that I have used over and over and over and I've taught other people to use over and over and over again that says, if you apply these techniques, and it's interesting that you said decisions because the decision is chapter one. And I also tell people, having gone to Harvard Business School, it deserves its reputation as the best business school in the world. It, 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 I mean, it was hard to go to. That. <laughs> You, you work for that degree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you earn that degree. However, the most important thing they taught me to do was to be a, be a decisive person. If okay. you make the decision and it's the wrong decision, you can fix it. Yes. If you make the right decision, you're well on your way. But the worst place to be, which is most of the world, is all they do is say, I'm going to think about it. And their indecision yes. causes them to procrastinate mm-hmm. and then a year later they're in the same spot. When I teach people, like I taught a class called Pennies to Million. Pennies to Million is all about moving from a hundred dollars an hour to a hundred thousand dollars a year to one hundred thousand dollars a month. The wow. deal that has to happen is you have to be willing to step outside your comfort zone because mm-hmm. number one, success is inconvenient and doing something different is uncomfortable sorry sorry say it again you said success is inconvenient success is inconvenient can you can you work hard success is inconvenient because people who work hard do things that other people won't very true and and let me just say this i mean it breaks down to this to this even smelling good is inconvenient you guys taking a shower is inconvenient. If you could get up out of bed and get in your car, put on some clothes, and go to work, you would be happy. But you can't. You must take a shower. You must dry off. You must put a lotion on. You have to do all of it. It feels good, but it's still inconvenient. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everything worth having at some point in some way is inconvenient. However, if you do anything long enough what was once hard eventually becomes easy when mm-hmm. you do it over and over again Mm-hmm. i love
0: that i love that a lot
1: yeah and, right.
0: I, and, and then drilling that point home again i love the fact that you say that being successful is inconvenient right. and you know you hear the expression that people are, are they're like um overnight sensations and and sarcastic they say no it's actually a 15-year overnight sensation because right. people people don't realize the work that's put into to to behind the scenes and while, right. people, while people are sleeping, you're working, trying to exactly. get ahead.
1: No one famous know. says that. Nobody. <laughs> says that. They were overnight sensation. Nobody. Exactly. Only the people who ask the question, the reporters. I tell myself I'm a non. I tell people I'm a non-celebrity celebrity. I'm a non-celebrity celebrity. I have a big life, a big volume. I've done a whole lot. I'm not on TV. I can't sing. at <laughs> <laughs> That's not my gift. That's not my wheelhouse. However, however, I've learned the skills that have taken me from $100 to $100 to $100,000 to $100,000. You know, I've done those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But the skill is, is being able to take other people there. Yes. That's what we are placed on this earth to do. I love that. Take other people there. And so, let me just um kind of you're being you're being very
0: humble. So you've you've shared the stage with Oprah, yeah. <laughs> the Soledad O'Brien. You've been Good Morning America, Glamour, Ebony, Black Enterprise, CNN. You've been on several things. So so you are a powerhouse. <laughs> so I, it's, it's 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 awesome for you to be able to share your 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 journey and your story with us. So can, can we go back to what you just said about helping other people? So you talked about. I, I I think about two things, two kind of I guess kind of secrets if I can use that yeah. word. Yeah that you had to keep. The 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 being a victim of domestic violence yes. and, and and also um, dealing with this dyslexia the people didn't yes. know about. Yes. How do you counsel people? If someone comes to you and says, you know, Dr. Banks, I I, I really I'm 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 dealing with this 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 issue, nobody knows about it. Um I want to take that next step. How do I, how would you counsel somebody to get beyond the, the
1: secrecy? When I tell you, you are good. That's a good question. I'm <laughs> a good question. Because one of the things I tell people is <clears throat> that carrying secrets is the heaviest piece of luggage you'll ever carry. Mm. And the minute you choose to put it down, open it up and let everybody see inside is when you start to breathe. Mm. And so when I say I'm dyslexic and women come up to the stage with tears in their eyes saying, no one at my office knows I'm dyslexic. I'm so afraid to send an email. I don't want to. I'm like, girl, tell everybody you're dyslexic. Tell them all that you're dyslexic. Find three or four people who will always proofread your very important emails. You mm-hmm. have that three or four because you can't depend on one person because their life might be busy in that moment. I have so many people who prove my stuff. And everyone in my organization knows that if I send you an email and there's a phone number in it, you must wait for the second email from my assistant who will give you the correct phone number. <laughs> it's <laughs> totally going to be wrong. Yes. I remember sneaking around trying to keep my husband and his abuse of me at bay. And I stood in front of a big audience, this is after I've gone through the divorce, and I remember telling the story, and I remember so many women looking at me. They didn't look to the left, and they didn't look to the right, but they looked up at me on the stage, and their eyes were filling with water. Hmm. And I knew then that I had done the world a disservice by carrying the secret that I had gone through domestic violence there's a couple of places that you play because when you've gone through the journey, then you can tell the journey. When you're in the journey, you have to be careful who you tell the journey up because you're not strong enough. Absolutely. Once you've gone through the journey, then you have to be loud about the journey so that other people will see there's life after the journey. Yes. So I would tell your listeners that whatever they're dealing with, that, you know, I had a, another very close person call me and tell me something, what's going on in her life. I said, well, you need to tell everybody about it because you walking around trying to act like everything's okay makes you weaker because you're carrying the burden of the secret. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it just, and it, and it
0: weighs on you. Right, right. It really weighs on you and and you, you become almost inauthentic because you, you're, you're trying to maintain this facade while right. you're crumbling inside. So it's it's liberating to to share. You start to beat yourself up.
1: Yes. Because you feel like you're not being authentic. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, it's heavy, it's heavy.
0: Well, I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story, um, your book. I just, it, it, you are incredible inspiration. And um, I really hope that, the list, actually, I know the listeners have, have really gotten some really great information and nuggets of, of, of wisdom from you today. Yeah.
1: I think I just want to say that I'm so proud of what women are doing today. I'm so proud Mm -hmm. of us standing up and not having to surpass anybody else. We are now grabbing each other's hands and taking a lot of people with us. So I really would love to connect with your listeners. And I am on Instagram and Facebook with Gloria Mayfield Banks or Gloria Banks. They can find me. But I, I don't put myself out there just so they can find me, I put myself out there so that we can create a stronger connection and we can create a stronger bond of encouragement. My mother, who is 94 years old, wow, the most amazing encourager on the face of the earth. I mean, when we learned to tie our shoes, this is what she used to say, girl, nobody can tie a shoe like you. So <laughs> I know the value of it and I yeah. invite friends to connect and to encourage women because women do it better.
0: I, 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 I love that. And um, I, I want to echo that because I have found, unfortunately, that, that the sisterhood has been lacking at mm-hmm. times. Yeah. And I think that we are stronger together. And there's enough out there that we can all be successful. Yes. We can all get a piece of the pie. There's, there's, we don't have a deficit mentality. There's
1: opportunity for everybody. So people say, well, you're the first. It doesn't matter if you're the 55th that's right the first or the last all that matters is that you did it you got what you wanted and you gave it away so somebody else can get more as well absolutely absolutely so you said people can find you on instagram they can find me on instagram at gloria banks would love to be with them they can find me on twitter at gloria banks love to connect and they will find me on facebook at gloria mayfield banks wonderful and then your book how can they find your book? My book. If they go to my website at Gloria Mayfield Banks, okay, and it's called Quantum Quantum Leaps. Mm-hmm. Yes, Quantum Leaps, and they can get as many as they want and give them away as many as they want. <laughs> and they, can, they can see what's going on in my world. I always, when they open up my website, it says, "I welcome to my world." It says, "Welcome to my world with open arms." I'm glad to have them. I love that. I love that. And what's next for you? Oh, girl! Okie dokie. <laughs> well. <laughs> It used to be when I was number four, Mary Kay, people would say, well, what's next, And I said, did I tell you I was number four? And then I became number two. I said, did I tell you I was number two? And number <laughs> one. But now I'm really number one. I'm internationally. I'm, I'm in Brazil, Colombia, Peru, the UK. Wow. I leave on, in September to go to, I just came back from Rome. I'm leaving in September for the UK and Prague to train. But truly, honestly, it is a continuation of taking people and making sure that they learn to grasp their ability for an extraordinary life. And when you said that to me, when I teach courage so they can build their confidence, their confidence creates the ability to make bigger choices. Mm -hmm. I tell women I don't choose to teach you these things for the material things in life, I choose to teach you these things so that you can make the, so you have the resources, the money. I talk about the money so that you can have the money to make the choices for your health, for your family and for your community. Mm-hmm. And then, so when people
0: come to you, at what stage, are they, I guess there are different stages of, of, of their development, so to speak, in terms of.
1: Yes. Yes. Because my whole 30 years career of mentoring, entrepreneurs have been mostly women who are starting out in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and gaining their path. I mean, last night I did a whole hour training on how to have good support. A lot of, I always, this is what I tell women, you will never get the prize as long as you think superwoman has it. If you got that S on your chest, <laughs> you're never going to get the prize. I love that. hmm yeah. Absolutely. So that's what I do. I start. I I I'm, I work mostly starting with women who are new entrepreneurs, but I certainly um, help millionaires as well. Fantastic! I love that. Well, I
0: am so thrilled to be joined by you today. Thanks again for coming on. It's been wonderful, and I hope to continue talking to you. <laughs> I hope so too. I loved it. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Dr. Gloria Maple Banks, and uh, you can reach her at all of her social media outlets as she shared. Her book is called Quantum Leaps. If you enjoyed my show today, please go on to um, iTunes and write a comment. Thank you so much, Dr. Gloria. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care.